welcome back everyone i hope everyone is ready to get into our third and final podcast now you've previously heard us talk about the physical and emotional impact covid19 has had on college students in our earlier podcast well as if you haven't already heard enough Today, we'll be talking about, yet again, more impacts the pandemic has had. I know, shocker. Except this time, we'll be talking about the educational implications. As always, we'll also be discussing some of the ethical principles, dilemmas, and questions involved with these implications. From transitioning to online class formats, getting hopes up about going back to in-person, to struggling with and worrying about grades, we will cover it all. What a crazy year and a half has been with the virus. So without further ado, grab a snack get comfortable, and let's jump right in and talk about education, COVID, and ethics, the trifecta, if you will. What's up, everyone? It's Bree, and today I'll be talking about how my education has been affected and changed by COVID-19. Now, this isn't the first pandemic to have happened in the world, but it has been the first one in a while. With previous pandemics and widespread disease, education has definitely been hit hard. Take, for example, the 1918 influenza pandemic. Many schools were shut down, some stayed open, and remote learning was difficult. But with COVID-19 hitting in 2020, we are lucky enough to have the technology we have today to make education and remote learning easier. However, that's not to say that it didn't and doesn't have its challenges and disadvantages. Um, I think moving to a completely online learning format when the virus first hit and everyone got sent home from colleges and universities caused major stress and anxiety for everyone, including administrators, professors, students, pretty much everyone. Um, No one knew exactly what was going to happen, how things will work, if things will work, and teleologically what the best plan of action would be that would lead students to still learn and succeed with this drastic change of events. Um, I just remember being so overwhelmed. My Canvas notifications and email blowing up with messages from school and what was going to happen, messages from my professors, figuring out how to continue to conduct classes. Everything pretty much was just kind of up in the air and some things had to be played around with and figured out as we went along. Eventually, with a few weeks, um, I personally got the hang of the online format. Majority of my professors kept most of their format as asynchronous as they recorded their lectures and posted course material to be completed by a certain date. In addition, some of my professors implemented discussion posts into our course assignments, and this trend continued throughout the next semester as well, I guess in hopes to engage and connect students in their ideas, despite being online and not getting that in-person peer interaction amongst students. Um, When looking back on it, though, I surprisingly found that our first semester online was one of my best semesters. I got some of the best grades I've ever gotten, and I made dean's list for the first time. I think the reason I did so well that semester was because of the combination of two things, one kind of being a bad thing and one kind of being a good thing. One thing um, was I was away from my friends. Because that year I lived in my sorority house, I felt I never had alone time and I was always with my friends. Of course, I did love becoming very close to my friends. However, I was always distracted and never, never was able to study that effectively. Being sent home and I had no distractions really because my parents and my brother were working all the time. Um, The second reason, though, was because a lot of my professors made their exams open notes. Um, Of course, I studied, but being able to use my notes helped my grade tremendously. Um, Although I really did felt that I did well with the new online format and shift to online, um, some people struggled with it. For instance, one of my best friends from home that I grew up with really disliked and had a hard time with online learning. It was so difficult for her, and it was really just not the way she wanted to learn, especially having all these hard science courses like Orgo. 
Um, online classes really took a strain on her mental health, so instead, she decided to take a few semesters off. Since then, she's become a lab technician full-time and really enjoys how she can be in an environment she's passionate about and that involves biology and using lab techniques and being able to do something that she's interested in in person. With classes uh, going back to in-person and returning to normal, she hopes to start back up with in-person classes to finish up her degree. Um, when fall semester of 2020 came around, everything seemed to be turning back to normal with students returning back to campus and some in-person classes and hybrid classes until it really wasn't back to normal. Two weeks into the semester, everything was put back online. I personally didn't mind too much because of my classes were already online anyway, but it was a little bit upsetting to not be able to get that in-person experience back just yet. On top of that, egoistically, I felt that I wasn't getting my tuition money's worth with these online classes, especially being a student from out of state. But I guess from a teleological standpoint, the university was trying their best to keep all students and faculty safe. Since more students were staying on campus this time, it was nice to see my professors trying to arrange accommodations and working around online classes. For example, with me being a biology minor, I usually take one to two biology courses with the lab um, per semester. My, bi my biology professors wanted to try to get us to come into in-person lab despite the rules and university put into place. Um, so, because labs are typically small, usually no more than 15 students total, my professors would arrange uh, for students to come in every week, every other week with their lab groups. So really, there would only be three to six students in a lab room at a time, spaced out and wearing masks. I really loved how my professors did this, this despite all my other classes being online, because I was still able to do lab experience and have that in-person learning experience. Um, again, looking back on my 2020 to 2021 academic year, I ended up doing really well in a lot of my classes and making Dean's List again. Egoistically, I enjoyed online classes. I didn't have to leave my apartment. I could use my notes to take exams and quizzes. Everything just felt easier. But just looking at the overall picture, online learning was not the most effective way for me to learn. Because I was able to use my notes um, on exams and quizzes, I was not studying nearly as much as I would be for an in-person class, um, and I was not really fully learning the content. I would just rely on my notes and Google to hand on to hand me some answers. Um, now being back in all person, all in person classes, I almost had to retrain myself how to learn and how to study. And thinking about it now, I actually pay attention and learn course material better with an in person format. So although I ended up getting good grades while online classes, I did not really actually learn much as I could have or should have. And this is demonstrated through the violation of double principle effect as not learning as much and using my notes in Google, which is bad, led to the good, which was getting good grades. Another challenge with online classes was that it was hard to make strong student-professor relationships. I'm already pretty quiet with in-person classes, and I'm not really one to raise my hand and participate, or even really go to office hours or speak to the professor after class. And classes being online made that even harder for me. It also did not help that a lot of my major and minor courses were taken online, and I was not really able to develop a good relationship with those major and minor course professors. And this is concerning, and again egoistic, and that I do hope to apply to grad school one day, and I would need those good student-professor relationships for letters of recommendation. Although this is partially my fault for being introverted, half the time, my professors only knew my name probably, but never really knew me or my face, because it's hard to really get to know and recognize students through a computer screen. Overall, I think that our university con consequentially did the best they could with transitioning to online learning and keeping it that way as long as they did to protect the safety, health, and well-being of students and faculty. Online remote learning definitely came with a lot of ups and downs and benefits and challenges. However, looking at the overall grand scheme of things, I'm glad that everything is back to normal and I can really actually learn and stay engaged with our usual in-person format. All right, well, that's enough about me. Let's hear what Dolly has to say about how COVID affected her educational experiences and ethical decision-making. 
Hello everyone, this is Dolly and welcome back. Um, I'm a little bit under the weather today, but we're going to push through um, because today we are wrapping up this podcast. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the educational implications that COVID-19 has had on me and my whole generation. We have missed out on some crucial aspects of our education, but we have also learned how to make the most of our situations, and we definitely have a better understanding of our online learning abilities and platforms now. The first thing I want to talk about is the spring 2020 um, shift to completely online classes, um, kind of out of the blue um, and not with much warning. Um, During this time, I kind of felt like teachers didn't really know what to do. Um, This resulted in some classes being a lot harder um, than they were in person, some being a lot easier, and then some teachers just did not know what to do, did not have Wi-Fi or access to the technology, and so the class just ended, and you got the grade that you got. Um, Talking a little bit about the ethics of this situation... Um, We can see teleological ethics here because JMU shifted online to help protect the health of students and teachers and the public, but I think there's also a little bit of a tug um, against egotistical ethics as well because um, JMU wanted to protect itself, it didn't want to be held liable, Um, it wanted to protect its own institution. But also in this situation, we see deontological ethics coming from JMU's decision because they have a duty to protect their student body and their faculty and staff. Um, The next topic I'm going to dive into is the summer classes that took place right after this initial shift. Um, Some people took advantage of this. Um, because summer classes, that um, session were all discounted because everything was online. Um, I was able to take a whole semester that that, um, summer after COVID and because I didn't have anything else to do. And now I'm able to actually graduate an entire semester early. Um, I think personally, this is egoism for me because this helped me save money and time. Um, But if we're looking at this from the double principle um, effect, this is not really ethical because the bad, which is everything being online, um, led to the good, which was my discounted summer classes. So that's where the double principle holds um, (laughs) my whole semester of discounted summer classes. Um, The next thing I'm gonna talk about is the um, back and forth um, between online, hybrid, and in-person classes in fall of 2020. Um, We started off and we were in person and we were excited, Um, but we quickly shifted to hybrid classes and online classes, and this was severely disrupting and confusing and anxiety-provoking, as you were always kind of just waiting for the other shoe to drop and things to change again. I think that egoism um, can be seen at play here from JMU. 
um, because they, you know, kind of wanted their money. They wanted to um, put their name back out there that, you know, we're going all in person again. Um, we're a good university. Um, so they were trying to benefit themselves. But I also think that we can see teleological ethics at play, too, um, from JMU trying to protect the health of the most students by shifting from in-person to online. Um, This kind of segues into this topic of hybrid classes. Um, I have had my fair share of hybrid classes in which some classes were online and some were in person, but the students didn't always get access to the same experience, which I personally believe is procedurally unjust. Some students would get to participate in some classes or some labs because it was their assigned in-person day, while others would be forced to navigate online and were somehow expected to attain the same level of knowledge as being in the classroom as their peers. I think this is a major flaw in how classes were handled at JMU during the pandemic. Um, I think we can also see teleological ethics um, in the system here because JMU was trying to get the best um, form of education for the most number of people um, that they could while still considering the health and safety um, precautions. So splitting classes up like this was really the best thing that they could do to benefit the most people. Um, the next thing on the list is talking about how online classes for science and math are so much harder online um, compared to in-person. And I think that this has led to a lower GPA in lots of students, myself included, um, because I think a lot of classes really turned into having to learn by yourself um, and not really being taught by the teachers, which certainly is not an ideal situation. Um, Going along with online classes, it's a lot harder to form relationships with teachers. Um, For myself, this led to not as many letters of rec that I could have asked for um, because it was harder to get to know teachers because you have to make the extra effort to actually get to know them. Um, This is definitely egoism for me because I wanted the best chance for myself to get into graduate programs with those letters of rec and COVID-19 has seriously disrupted this opportunity for me. So I think we've seen today that there really is a big dilemma between teleological ethics um, and trying to protect the most people, but also sacrificing the quality of education for the next generation and their college experience. This podcast is sponsored by James Madison University. This week at JMU, fall break is just around the corner, Dukes. Have a safe, fun break and spend time with loved ones. Interested in giving blood? Visit the SGA Blood Drive on November 15th to help save lives. After Thanksgiving break, come back and visit the Students Helping Honduras fundraiser and help make a meaningful contribution. Hello, everybody. Happy to be back for our third episode of the final episode of our series and I'm going to be talking about personally how COVID and online remote classes have affected 
and changed my educational experience here at JMU. Um, COVID and remote classes have changed our learning format drastically, even still, and these changes that have come about have impacted, I think, the quality of our education and the impact that our education will have on our futures uh, greatly. And one way that I think that remote learning has negatively affected my education was the mindset that online classes led me to adopt. I started to just try to get through the class, just thinking on the immediate instead of te thinking teleologically to the long term of how the information that I've been learning in my classes since now our classes are more major focused and really applicable to our careers. I, I didn't think to how this information is geared for me to be able to use it in my career and to get into grad school, but I just would try to get through the next thing, get through the next big assignment or exam, and what do I need to know from this lecture that will be on the exam, not trying to think about how it will benefit me to know this information for my future field. And I think a lot of a lot of situations in COVID led us to adopt that kind of mindset of just trying to get through it. Um, yeah, that applied to a lot of facets of our life because it was such a unique ex experience and it was traumatic in a lot of ways. So a lot of us just trying to get through this time um, not really thinking about the long term. Um, one class that I found myself doing this, just thinking on the immediate and not on the long term, was with labs. I feel like labs at the college level and classes like anatomy and physiology are really unique opportunity to get hands-on experience for knowledge of the human body that you'll be able to use and that is really crucial to have for your graduate level lab courses but also in the field to have the hands-on experience with the human body is really important whether you're going to OT school, P OT school, PT school, whatever. Um, and even with this unique opportunity and with knowing this, I wasn't trying to think about how what I was learning in my labs could be used teleologically down the road in my career. I was just thinking, oh, what from this is going to be on the test and how can I cram it enough right now that I'll be able to remember it just on the test and then just get it over with. So apart from this, another way that I think COVID affected my education was with the lecture styles and how that affected my engagement with the material. Um, most of my class formats for my health courses became asynchronous, posted lectures and PowerPoints with a voiceover, and some of my classes are still like this today. Um, some of them are back in person, but a lot of them are in this style. And for me, this format makes it really difficult to engage with the material and with the professors and ask questions and be engaged. Um, and it also was really difficult for me to even focus and to be attentive during the lectures. So I would try to listen to them, but I, I could not get myself to pay attention. And 
I still wanted to try to retain some of it, so I would keep replaying it and restarting it, and it would end up taking me double to triple the amount of time to watch them. And I think a lot of people became this way because it was just, the material would just tend to be dry, and with just the PowerPoint format, it was just really not engaging, and that's not a good way for me to learn myself. Um, so yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't engage with the material or with the professors. Um, another way that COVID affected my education was with being remote. Um, we weren't able to get involved in things like volunteer or club involvement. Um, and I think these things are really formative, um, in an egoistic mindset in becoming a good citizen of the community, but also with the egoist mindset of being able to build your resume with these things. And you can also think about this teleologically, that being involved in these things will benefit our job down the road. And we weren't able to do any of that, so that was, that was greatly inhibited by COVID. Um, my final thing that I'm going to talk about with how COVID affected um, my education and our education here at JMU was the lack of um, ability to work as a team. I think that working as a team and doing group projects is and collaboration is a crucial life skill, especially in our healthcare sector, because that's a really big part of our job is working in teams. Um, and I think if you think about this ethic in healthcare ethics, when you have more stakeholders in a group project, you kind of have more skin in the game and more accountability um, to work hard. So overall, I think all of these things were big um, ways that COVID affected our education. And generally, um, I could kind of see this teleologically, how it will impact our future and um, egoistically. COVID has had major impacts on the ways that we have learned and experienced college throughout the past year and a half. We three have learned to adjust and to make decisions relying on ethical theories, and our education has been affected by the ethical decision-making of our professors and the JMU administration. Overall, throughout our podcast series, we've seen how JMU has relied on ethical standpoints to make their decisions for the university in terms of safety, such as utilizing the authoritarianism and we've also been able to see how we have made decisions guided by our ethical viewpoints, such as egoism and utilitarianism. Moving forward, as we are confronted with various ethical dilemmas in our professional and personal lives, these theories will be helpful to us to reflect on and to keep in mind. Thanks for staying tuned throughout our podcast and hope to see you guys soon.